Are you going to get a haircut? I did not get a haircut. No, are you going to? I mean, eventually I'm going to get a haircut. Why? What's... You're growing yours. So did you get a haircut? Yeah, I got a haircut. Oh, you got a haircut? What? what? Why? <laughs> we could have grown our hair together, okay? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, <laughs> Don't do this to I me. Th I, th I thought about this when we meet up. Both our hair is like super long and it just made me... It made me, it made me shudder and made me like... And then we can kiss. It just like <laughs> creeped me out. So I was like, nah, I got to get back right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That's the second time you hurt me today, Kane. Second time. Wait, what's the first time? You didn't tell me about your big news. Oh. Okay, we'll cover that. We'll cover that. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Well. You're listening. You're listening to your Adam Silver is a show. NBA podcast with David and Kane. A show, right? Welcome back. You got big news, Kane. You're finally a landowner. You told me you bought a house. You're finally a landowner. Congratulations, as an no, owner. I guess you can use the N word with immunity. <laughs> Go one. ahead, Kane. Good one. Go ahead. I think um I think us homeowners prefer to be called home governors, though. Governor. <laughs> yes. Okay, governor. First item as governor, please use the N word. <laughs> with a hard ER, okay? Not with the A anymore. Yeah. That's the right that you have now. ER, please go. No, go I don't want to be. I don't want to find ten million dollars. <laughs> so good. Okay, Kane. Wow, what a disappointing week. Lots of news. You're now a homeowner. Congratulations. This is a big life milestone. Thank you. You're moving in, right? I'd like to move in. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's just, uh, look, I'm not going to reveal where you're moving to, but let's, let me just say, uh, plenty of square footage, okay? <laughs> let's, see, let's, just, just, let's just keep it at that. Yeah. Well, I guess the, the next question is, the na next natural question is, what does this mean for the Kane family? Will it still be just Kane, the wife, Patch? Yeah. And perhaps maybe another member. Yeah, you, right? Not so, me. Is that what you're here to You're you're adopting me. <laughs> well, you gotta. You need your. Don't you need your Australian citizenship or something? Oh yeah, I need that too. Well, I guess you could adopt me as like a Chinese refugee <laughs> child. How? What, what's jo Joanne feeling about that? Uh, about children? Um, nah, I think. Uh, I think in terms of children, we're at like maybe less than ten percent likelihood. Okay, because you've got everything set up now. Okay, you've got the dog, you've got the home. I mean, the dog is irrelevant, but yes, we do have the space, I suppose, in the home, the security, the square footage, as you mentioned. Mm. But uh, there might not be a desire for a little one, uh, okay. off offspring, if you will. It's not quite there. Uh, I mean, who knows? We're getting there for sure. Yeah, oh, okay. We're, we're not. We're not young. That's... No, no. I'm saying like we're not young. So, at some point, we do need to decide. Right. This is the question because uh, for our dear listeners, let me reveal something. Um, I do not have any. Well, this might be surprising no, or not. Sh I have no children. I have no children. Okay, that hurts. <laughs> okay, please go easy on me. Real shocker. <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> I have no children. I have. You also have no job, right? <laughs> You're saying. Uh, no property, no car, no job, unemployed. <laughs> Any? What do you? What do you think, Kane? Any children in my near future or not? You never say never. Yeah. Personally, I have no interest in children, and I, I'm not a young buck anymore. Okay, uh, and fine by me, because I I got to tell you, kids do not interest me in at all, one bit. Did you freeze your sperm? I did not freeze any sperm. Maybe I should have done that. So maybe I shouldn't have children, even if I wanted I think it's to. Not too, I think it's still not too late if you wanted to. Like, it's definitely not as, uh, what's the word? Like, virile, but probably it would still work in some capacity. So personally, I'm not into children, but, and it sounds like you might be, you might feel somewhat the same. Yeah, we're pretty similar. I think, um, yeah, I don't know why. What, 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 how about you? Why do you feel like you don't want children? I just don't like children. So it's definitely right. not because I don't have a job or a car right. or a right. home. Right. Because usually those are things that would 
prohibit someone else from not having children. But for you, it's just a uh, dislike for children in general. Not that I actively dislike. Well, but they say like they say like when you get your own, it's like different. Like you might not like other people's children, but your own might be a different story. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And to be honest, like I don't want to have. I don't want to you know spend. 400k or 300k, 200k to raise a child for 18 years for them to then resent me. Yeah, true. Yeah, and they definitely will. I think I'm the same as I, I, okay. Like that's like I have definitely thought about it, but I, every time I do think about it, it's more and like oh, like you said, like I, I can't imagine like taking care taking care of the baby and like raising it and um, you know spending all the money and I don't know like. Taking care of this, like all that extra money, that's disposable income for me. That's like me traveling the world, like visiting new places, having new experiences that are, it's basically held back for 18 years while the, or 18 minimum while the baby grows. More, yeah, more than minimum, 18 years. Minimum, minimum grows up. And like you said, if, if, if the child turns out to be a big success, yeah, great. But yeah, there is also that risk that the child grows resentful and then I grow resentful and... Yeah, but like I do think about like the other things. Like you see movies where the father is um, like teaching the son or girl how to play sports, and you know things that interest me, like doing stuff together, and having a little version of me doing things I enjoy. That that kind of thing makes me like, oh, like it'll be nice. But you know, like at the end of the day, I'm a man, so it's it's like ultimately not up to me to have a child. You know, like if Joanne really wanted one, then I would do it but she also kind of doesn't want one and she's the one that has to give birth. So if if she's not up for it, then I'm not, like, I'm definitely no way ever going to force her because, you know, um, we both have to be in it, you know what I mean? If I did meet someone that I did want it though and I loved her, then yeah, I probably would do it, I suppose. So yeah, just... Hopefully that's that would be jo- Joanne, your wife, right? Uh, yeah, either or. Okay, either or. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No, no, I'm saying in this like, you know, in this alternate reality where I met someone that really wanted children and I'm the same person, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, why not? But I'm not like that into it where like I would ever force someone to have a bit like have a child, have my child basically. It's not it's not my it's not my wish list sort of thing. Okay, how do we transition back now to the the, the NBA? Um, the big news this week, of course, is the NBA came back with a decision about the Phoenix Suns and its owner, Robert Sarver. It's bad news. Bad news for? For fans, for female empowerment, mm. for society, for mm. the message mm. that is teaching young children and young athletes. And bad news for workplace evolution. Mm. Because the punishment ultimately was this, that Robert Sarver needs to stay away from the team for one year, has to, I suppose, donate $10,000 to some charity, $10 million, it might as well be $10,000, 10, $10 what's the difference? He has to donate $10 million uh, yeah. And then while he's away, he gets to pick. He gets to hand pick the person to manage the affairs of the Suns. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. What do you make of this? Because the report <sighs> was unquestionably very damning for the Suns organization, where mm. they interviewed over 3,000, over 300 uh, mm. witnesses or victims, mm. and there were hundreds, hundreds. Mm. of instances of inappropriate workplace harassment slash assault slash bullying slash racism. Mm. I'm very disappointed. You told me you felt okay. Go on. I think it's, I think it's really complex, this issue. And I, I think ultimately, I totally, like, if we were just judging this on the surface, saying uh, Robert Sava should have been punished more severely, Robert Silver should have had, um, Adam Silver should have come down harder and made a bigger public statement about Robert Silver and, and his misconduct in the workplace. 
Um, I, I totally agree. You know, these things can't be on and we need to make a, like a harder stand and harder push for people like Robert Sava to not be in positions of power. Having said this, there's, there's pre precedent here, right? It, in this world. And the two examples I can think of of people, white male, white men in power specifically that I was thinking of this morning is A, this is the classic example. I'm, I'm seeing like a cross sports. A, the classic example is Donald Sterling, former Clippers owner. Is he deceased now? He is not deceased. He is living well, fat as ever. Fat as ever. Okay. So he, if just some background, he was banned for life from the NBA after he told his mistress, his mistress to not associate. Privately. Privately. Yeah. It was like Watergate, like a t uh, secretly taped in his phone call. To, he told his oh, phone call or just, in, just talking? I can't remember. Mm. But told his mistress not to associate with black men, like Magic, Magic Johnson specifically. But uh, basically, in his attitude, he was talking about black men as if he, they were less than and as if he owned, owned them in this like sort of really old um, picket farmer, slave owner sort of like, like feeling. And... That was bad. Like, just when it came out, it was so gross. It was, like, just egregious. And back then, they were really just trying to stamp out any racism or anything that, like, needed to be extinguished. This was an easy target because Donald Sterling was <laughs> never a great owner anyway. Clippers was, like, a terrible franchise for so long. Until then, until that point, they were a like, terrible franchise. And um, basically forced the sale of the team because uh, the sponsors didn't want to go with him. And Anyway... That's one example, okay? And you can make a parallel to that, but that's one example. The second example to me is John Gruden. John Gruden was cancelled, basically, like permanently banned for life, if you will, cancelled by the NFL um, for making really derogatory, really misogynistic comments, sharing naked photos of cheerleaders in an like, email chain with other powerful men in the NFL. So very gross, and he was then fired and... He's since been cancelled. Now, do I think Sava, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, do I think his conduct is parallel to what Sterling and Gruden did? Is there, is there any other example? Sorry, just based on pres president, is there any other examples I'm missing? You said Mark Cuban or Jason Kidd. Dallas Mavericks, uh, there was reports where the person, I think the vice president, were one very senior person in that mm. organization, uh, assaulted and or uh, day raped essentially date raped sorry uh, employees or at least or at the very least was dating employees and insulted okay. them. Okay, is that employee and that employee is gone now? Mark Cuban has. According to Mark Cuban, he didn't know any of it. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. That Mark person Cuban, was. Yeah. He that that person was fired. But Mark Cuban should be more culpable. Nothing essentially happened, as far as I know. The league didn't do anything they just mm. let the the mavericks fire that mm, guy mm, 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 mm. but that would be the the only other example i mean there's there's lesser ex yeah, smaller of course, examples, lesser examples of yeah. you know of danny ferry who was a gm with atlanta hawk he got canceled for saying that luol dane had a bit of african in him um but that was the extent of the comment all right <laughs> um there's also i'll, the, I'll ask you the i'll ask you to explain of, what that meant what that means later. Well, I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure what that means either. <laughs> but he got canceled for that, right? Yeah, right. And there's another example. I forgot his name, but the uh, the former owner of the Carolina Panthers uh, was forced to sell after sexual allegations, sexual misconduct allegations, sexual assault allegations, and he sold his team. But in that case, it was pretty easy because I think he was not very popular and he just very easily just sold his team to just get make lots of money. Okay, so having said all this, do I feel like his punish his punishment is not enough? Yes, obviously, like Sava's punishment is not enough. Obviously, yes. But do I think he should be cancelled to the point where he's banned from the NBA for life based on what he's done? Now, this is going to sound very unpopular, but I feel like... Go ahead. Dear listeners, this is Kane speaking. Go ahead, Kane. <laughs> Me, David, I... I mean, I don't want to say this, but I, I feel like he is a problem. He needs to be re rehabilitated. He needs, he needs to be taught a lesson and he needs to be punished more severely 
but to hit for him to get like a permanent life sentence where he can't be a part of the NBA anymore I think it's a step too far because I think this man he's lived in a bubble his entire life where he's gone around and just used the n-word he's been misogynic he's like probably I don't know exactly all the um the exact uh allegations against him in the workplace but he treated the workplace like his playpen he was just doing whatever he wanted he did whatever felt it was right as a white man empowered rich white man to just do what he wanted and he would just you know business well I mean he wasn't a great businessman either but like business and getting things done bottom line was more important than any cultural ethics in in the workplace and he didn't care about any of that right he just treated people how he only care about treated but I think there's a difference between how he treated people and him treating people in a way because he hates who they are like who they are like as in he hates them because it will be he treated them differently because I mean he did treat people differently obviously what I'm saying is did he treat people differently because he hated them hated that they were black hated that they were women or did he just treat them differently because he's ignorant and he just thought like that's fun and cute and he's the owner and he can kind of do what he wants I think there's a little bit of different and even the report itself says he used the n-word I think like five separate times or something of that nature like whatever multiple times he would use the n-word er uh okay but he in the report also it says that and this is the original report as well from um the ESPN journalist I forgot his name now Baxter Holmes Baxter yeah he noted that the use of the N-word was never in, uh, with the note of animus. It wasn't used in a way that was derogatory. It was, of course, the word itself is hateful and derogatory, but he didn't mean it for in that way. He would say it as if other black people were saying it to other black people. That's how he felt empowered to use it. Who gave him that power? Age-old adages, if Eminem doesn't use the N-word, then you sh- then definitely you shouldn't be using it. Wait, Eminem doesn't use the N-word? <laughs> yeah, Eminem, like, he grew up in the ghetto and... Wait, he, is even, this a recent thing? I didn't know this. Like, he never, he's, like, in his oh, songs, he's, like, he's never okay. used the N-word. He even, even Eminem knows, like, to use the N-word. And he's, like, probably the most entitled to use it, if out of any white person. Respect. <laughs> so, Robert Sarver definitely should be using it, but he needs to be educated. He needs... To, time to reflect i don't think a year is enough i don't think 10 million dollars is enough at all and i think he should be punished mercilessly but to say he should be terminated from the nba his involvement from the nba is i think i think a bit much that's all so let me summarize what you've said here is basically as long as you don't say in a hateful manner just please use the n-word all you want no, that's, no, no, that's no. what come you're on, telling come me. Come on, come on. He needs to be punished. He can't say that. He can't act this way, you know, in any public setting or private setting. But who cares? Like public setting, he can't do that, and he needs to be punished for it. But to say, to kind of like cancel someone for not knowing like how to act. I don't know if that's just me being ignorant now, but well, these people live in a bubble, you know. Like you know that, right? Well, they live in a bubble. I don't live in a bubble. The people that he's harassing don't live in a bubble. And that's why, and that's, and that's why he should be punished. I, I totally agree. He needs to be punished for it. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just trying to say that Adam Silver should have come down harder. But for people asking for him to be banned for life like Donald Sterling, I think that's too much. I wouldn't care, honestly. Obviously, if he did ban for life, I don't care. Like, I'm just saying, because you, you said like it's not enough. I'm not saying you are saying it's for life, but... If you are saying it for life, I think it's a little unfair to say it's for life because, yeah. But it should have been more, obviously. I'm sure we should have punished him way more than 10, 10 mil in like one year. We'll get into this. We'll touch on this later, whether or not Adam Silver actually has the, the power to yeah, fire. Yeah, that's a, that's a different issue entirely. Like That's not, a different you know. issue. And that's why this episode is important because I want to tell our listeners, it's up to us. It's up to the public to put pressure on the NBA, on teams, to enforce harder and stricter punishment in the future, and maybe even for in this instance. In other words, I'm not saying that Robert Sarver should go to jail. It's not illegal to use the N-word. He can use the N-word all he wants. But what I'm saying is, this is not okay in our society to use the N-word. Yeah, of course. And we yeah. know this because if the president or CEO of McDonald's 
where Telstra, where AT&T starts using the N-word, then they're going to be out of a job quite quickly. And that's why I think we can't let him off this easily. I'm not saying that he needs to be banned from the NBA forever. Yeah, that's all Just I'm like saying. the CEO, if you're a CEO of a public traded company, you use the N-word, it doesn't mean that you're banned from ever getting a job again. Okay, but very different rules. This is a private. This is within a private company itself. Like they would just say you're you're banned for working for our company for the rest of of time. Well, I think the punishment should have been that your behavior, not just the N word, that's just a small part. He's also a sexual harasser. I guess verbally, I guess he didn't physically sexually harass anybody or rape anybody. But there was instances of inappropriate comments. He was. Uh, doing the the Gruden thing of sending pictures of his wife to to other people, which is kind of weird. He was uh, harassing uh, in a sexual manner both men and women, in the sense that he was uh, revealing his wee wee, his penis, yeah. his yes. peninus yes. to other people. Yeah. He was the... pulling the pants off of men. Yeah, apparently he exposes genitals to a male employee who was on his knees in front of Saba performing a fitness check. If any other CEO were a person or leader in a, in a company, whether public or private or nonprofit, or if you worked at it as a dean in a university uh, or in the government, you would not have a job. You would be let go. You would be fired. If the prime minister, if the president did this in any sort of manner, he'd be gone. Mm. Who's more powerful than the president, than the prime minister of a country? This is not behavior that's acceptable for society, for people in positions of power. So when Sarver does something like this, I'm not saying he, he can never have another business, but what it means is that he should not own the Phoenix Suns. He needs to sell the Phoenix Suns. And after that, if he wants to reapply, to buy another team, then we're gonna evaluate that on a case-by-case -case basis. And he probably won't be able to buy another team because of his past history, but he can, he can try. We don't have to ban him from ever purchasing something ever again. But what I'm saying is we need to ban him from owning this franchise because this type of behavior is not aligned with anything, with any of the values of the NBA. How's, how's this type of behavior aligned with anything that the NBA stands for? I mean, this, the simple answer to that is the owners have to police themselves. And the way they police themselves is by hiring an employee, aka Adam Silver, to try to manage those relationships and manage the punishment for uh, mostly players, but sometimes owners. And at the end of the day, it's all about money. It's all about business. If none of the sponsors pulled out, if none of the players chose not to boycott um, playing, if none of the fans boycotted going to the stadium, if everyone just just moved on with their life and said, hey, let's go watch the Suns play. Let's watch the Suns and Bulls play tonight. Like, let's watch TV. None of the sponsors pulled out. Sava will be back in a year and we'll just have moved on. So that's why you said, what you said in the beginning is very important that we as a collective NBA watching, um, you know. Hey, don't put yourself in that group. No, I, I, I okay. I'm part of that group. I'm part of that group. <laughs> okay, fine. This is Dave you, talking. You, yes, you guys, yes, the the good moral people of uh, the world. Thank you. Yeah, need to stand, need to stand up and and just stop. Look, I, I just, I just think like at the end of the day, it's really the money that's deciding like if Sava stays or not. Um, and, and there's no way, there's no other way around it. And it, it doesn't matter what he did, really. Like, unless he, like, I guess, raped, like, tons of people. I, I feel like this level of conduct, if the sponsors didn't pull it, and apparently Paper has already pulled out, um, but if more sponsors didn't pull out and don't kind of do anything about it, then I think Sav is just going to come back, you know. Why not? This is a team that is a really good team. He's selling it. Yes, he will sell it for way more than he bought it for. I think he bought it for like less than 400 mil, but now he could potentially sell for $2 billion. Yeah, save the heartache, just sell it, make your money, live out your life. But he could also keep, hang on to it. And then who knows in a couple of years how much it's worth because they're actually a really good team that could win a championship um, soon. Um, so who knows? Like, who knows? That's all I'm saying. Like. Chris Paul doesn't do anything. Chris Paul spoke out, but if Chris Paul just keeps playing, if Devin Booker 
doesn't do anything, just keeps playing. The team's gonna still gonna be really good. They're gonna win a lot of games. And what if Kevin Durant goes there? Jeez. If Kevin Durant goes, what, what, what message would that send? Well, how about well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, exactly. What if Kevin Durant goes there and they're all playing and they all want to win a championship? Which, you know, to be fair, that's what they work for their entire lives to win a championship, and they want to play, and they want to they want to win, and that's just only going to put more more money in, into the team. And then what happens is the Salva allegations just fall into the background, like what happened to Mark Cuban? Potentially, yes. So I don't know what's moving on, and that's why I support harder, harsher punishments so we like don't let guys like Salva off the hook. But I guess what I'm saying at the beginning is a mid point because you're not, you don't agree with it anyway, but that's just what I meant by banning for life like the route of John Gruden, like the route of Donald Sterling, because I don't think in those cases those cases, it's similar to what Sava hap- what happened to Sava or what Sava did to the team. I feel like it's the tide is turning on Adam Silver, and maybe he just bamboozled me for so many years. Uh, we talked about this previously when we said we commended how how woke and how progressive Adam Silver has been, and that's been really a refreshing change from uh, David Stern. But it's just become clear now that Adam Silver is a total shill. He's in the pockets of the NBA. Fair enough, he works for the NBA, he works for the owners. But I suppose he kind of bamboozled me in giving me the sense that he was for the players. He he stood up for something greater uh, than just being the the errand boy, the page boy of of the owners. And in this instance, you know, what's ultimately insulting is not just that there was really no punishment. One-year ban, suspension, $10 million. That's not punishment. I don't know what that's, that is. Yeah, it's a holiday. I mean, that's that's exactly it. That's a holiday, okay? Because guess guess what? He gets, Sarver gets to even pick who manages the Suns in his absence. That's ultimately not the most insulting part. The most insulting part is how Adam Silver and the, and, and the NBA have tried to justify this punishment. Mm. They were using verbiage along the lines that they were questioning the memory, the collective memory of the victims, basically. Mm. They're mm. saying things along the lines, you know, memory's a tricky thing. You know, you know, when, when someone uh, makes you uncomfortable or touches you in an um, inappropriate way, you know how you forget those things. And <sighs> sometimes they wow. just look at you funny and you think they raped you. Like, how, who knows? Who knows? What were you wearing? You know, woman, right? Bad memory. <laughs> yeah. That is ultimately the most insulting thing. I mean, it's just beyond insulting. That's just punch me in the face. Just please punch me in the face. Look, if it's just the one instance, maybe you can victim blame. But when it's hundreds of instances of different people, hundreds of people coming forward with these stories, mm. to question the collective memory of entire organization that is just wrong um, it's also like perjury because when baxter holmes wrote that article a year ago or two two years ago i can't remember now so a while ago they took a long time to do this investigation the nba league office and uh originally when that report came out from espn about this conduct from robert sarver and the misconduct in the workplace uh, I think it was a CEO, or, or not Robert Silver, but someone, one of his henchmen, basically, one of his employees came out and said that this was utterly untrue and that Baxter Holmes was just peddling his own bias to write his own articles and, and like, tr- you know, try to promote his own story, like his own story and make-believe article. And it was just patently false, right? It's just like, it's so untrue, <laughs> like, what they were doing to just defend Robert Silver. I mean... That dude's job, obviously, is to defend Robert Sava. I get that. But the fact that this company just came out and blat- just flat out lied about this and didn't take it seriously and didn't try to soften any of the cushion, didn't try to make reparations. They just said, hey, like, don't worry about it. It didn't actually happen or it's, it's just patently untrue. And then just went on to play the season and try to win a championship. It's just... Like that's another slap in the face. Like, oh no, don't worry about it. Like, hey, let's hey, let's watch this. Hey, what's that? Basketball's ha- happening. Let's let's get distracted with that. 
And while all this time, the employees still have to do the jobs. They still have to do, the people in the office still have to do marketing. They still have to do ticket sales. They still have to do all that, all the office work. And they still have to uh, encounter, interact with Robert Sava on a, on a near daily basis. That's also very insulting. Um, and like, yeah, probably like a bit scarring too. Like this dude like should be put away. Should be like, they probably feel like he should be locked up in jail because it's just so inappropriate like that's maybe how they feel you know like this dude needs to be like put away because he's not fit to run a company you know it's a tough situation in the sense that we know that adam silver can't do anything the other reason he didn't do anything is because they're still in negotiations over the collective bargaining agreement um the thing that allows them to play basketball games they need an active cba and they're negotiations and it's something that like it's going to get done. But at the same time, you don't want to ruffle any of the feathers and you don't want to rock the boat, if you will, uh, with Sava. And because at the end of the day, Amsel works for the owners and the owners don't want to like appear weak and look like they're losing one of the you know legs, if you will, uh, with this suspension or this, you know, per- if it was like a more permanent or longer uh, punishment, they want to don't wanna appear weak. So it's potentially bad timing as well, the, re- the report coming out. And so they had to kind of toe this line between being forceful and doing something that um, meant something, but at the same time, I guess, currying favors with the owners and not letting them appear weak sort of, sort of thing. Because the, the other thing is like, the owners have also, I think I said this in, this like in our last episode, a few episodes ago, that like the owners have accepted a lot of what Am Silva has done in terms of supporting free speech in Hong for Hong Kong and like, like I said, the bathroom issue in North Carolina and, and moving the moving the All Star game away from that. Like ultimately, a lot of owners had to be on board with Am Silva, and none of these things are done in a vacuum. They're all done with the idea that okay, we'll give you one, but then you owe us one. Like none of these deals are ever done like on the just the, on the basis of good faith and good morality. Yes, Adam Silva is doing these things, I think, out of selflessness. He's not doing it because it benefits him. He's doing it because it benefits the face of the NBA because they want to appear, like you said, as a work league, as a league that cares, has more, that cares about moral issues like equality and women's rights and, and you know, uh, stopping racism and, you know, transgender rights and, you know, all, all these things that a lot of people care for. That's the thing. These are the values and free speech. These are the values that they want to protect. And that's what Adam Silver's been pushing. But he's doing this at the cost of what some owners might not want. And they're doing and they're accepting it because they know eventually they're going to get paid back. So this is potentially the payback. Like, hey, don't punish Sava. Give him a break. Um, don't look at us. Like, don't look into our records. Um, this is like, let's just silence this and let's just move on because we've got negotiations, we've got a season to go on and we don't want to lose any more money and we don't want to bring any more attention to this, so just nip in the bud, let's, like, let's go, sort of thing. So that's also potential in, in like, another impact of this and that's why I don't want to blame Adam Silver or jump to any gun like Adam Silver is a huge shill. Like I, yes, he is, like he did something that is not right and it's obvious, but I think there's more to it. Adam Silver is, he's got a tough job, you know? It's not that easy. Well, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, yeah, Adam course. Silver. Uh, poor uh, poor course, Adam Silver. But for us to be overly critical... Thanks, Adam Silver, for being diplomatic when Sarver was shoving his dick in my mouth. Okay, yes, this is... I mean, that's untrue. But yeah, this is fair. And every issue has to be accounted for, you know? Like, what if after the China issue... I mean, I know you don't care. But what happened after the China issue is like, hey, yeah, Hong Kong really should shut the fuck up. Hong Kong is like not even a country, okay? Like they need to like pre- like stop pretending sort of thing. If we said that kind of thing, it would have angered a lot of people. Yes, maybe China would be happy and, and everything would be honky-dory financially. But you know, for me personally, like that's something that I would have been a- a- offended by. I mean, I might have stopped following the NBA, you know? I'm already having reservations about my Brooklyn Nets and it's not because of Kyrie God, Irving Jesus or Kevin Durant. Oh God. <laughs> this Joe Sai is the only owner that like spends hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, building camps, uh, re-education okay. you, centers. Okay. Yeah, you're calm right. Down. You calm he does. Down. He does like spend billions of dollars. Yeah, you're right. 
I, w- I won't touch on that. Uh, James Harden said Daryl Morey was ignorant. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I'll say this. I'll say James, this. J- James Harden also hangs out with a murderer, Travis Scott, like in his in his free time. I will I will say this. Adam Silver has shown us who he works for. That's fine. It's just that he he gave me a different impression, and that's on me. That's on me for shame on me for for believing in something different, right? He bamboozled me. So that's not on Adam Silver necessarily. So I think from my perspective, I think for fans, not just myself, but I encourage uh, our fans, um, our listeners to not forget this incident and to keep the conversation going. And that's all I want. I don't want this to disappear when the season starts. I want this to be a topic, a narrative of this season and ongoing, right? But, this uh, is something that we can, I, we should not just forget. Just like the Mark Cuban thing. I bring up the Mark Cuban thing all the time. I, I'm not forgetting that. I just feel like this isn't just a solely Adam Silver issue. This is like an owner, owner-wide issue. If all the owners stepped up and said, hey, Salvo needs to go, right. like they did with Sterling, then it, it takes out the decision-making from Silver to have to make the deal. But it's clear that the owners, the majority of the owners, didn't want Salvo to be punished more than this. Mm, mm, that's true. So I think it's up to the fans and the consumers sure, to, to speak out and like hurt them where it actually hurts, like in the wallet, in the actual like the bottom line, affect the bottom line. I'm thinking about the Suns, like the Suns back 10 years ago probably wouldn't have been worth a billion dollars, I reckon. But now, could you, what, what would you reckon? Like, I think over at least two billion for sure, I would say. <sighs> I mean, I nowadays. don't know, like we'll, we'll have to see, I mean... I think all teams are worth $2 billion at this point, given like all the TV deals and stuff. Don't really know, because you don't really know the value until there's a sale. You know, everything else is just hypothetical. The Suns is a good market. The Suns is not a bad and market. Well... It's not a bad market. I, 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 I don't know. Look, they were a bit of a joke for the last 10 years. And then all of a sudden they had that breakthrough season or two. But to be honest, the last time we saw the Suns, they were getting blown out by like 50 points. So <laughs> we'll Luka. see what happens. <laughs> well, there's an open question. It's an open question whether or not the Suns are now past their prime. Jesus, how fa- how fast you jump off this ship? I I, I remember like a, two seasons ago, you were like all in on the Suns after they won ten games. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this briefly. Do you? Th- it's the last time we did see the Suns, they were an absolute embarrassment, and yeah. you know, there's a lot. We're talking lot about of- playoffs, right? We're talking about the playoffs when they got blown out by 50 plus points uh, by Dallas. Yeah. But more importantly, it revealed a lot of tension within this organization. You know, they refused to give Aiden an extension now that they have. But, you know, do you think Aiden's happy? I'm not sure if he's happy. And, you know, if they don't make, if they don't repeat the success, then where's this team going? Chris Paul's like fucking 39 years old. Chris Paul's still good. Devin Booker is getting better. I, I, Devin Booker is like still young. He's a franchise player. Just signed like a four-year, two hundred fifty million dollar contract or something. Um, you're like nodding your head, but literally like nine months ago, you thought Devin Booker was trash. <laughs> okay, I, I might have been wrong on that. Um, this team is good. Like, I, I, I don't know the, the best team. Well, obviously the Warriors are the best team in the Western Conference, but like. Could the, like, is there any scenario where the Suns could beat the Warriors in the seven-game series? They might not make the playoffs. Unlikely. Unlikely, right? Okay, that's true. Unlikely. I think Dallas was a bad matchup for them, apparently. Uh, I can't even remember, like, the starting time for the Mavericks. I mean, Jesus Christ, like, they didn't even have Luka for games. Yeah, they did. They didn't have Luka for all the games, didn't they? I don't think so. I mean, the final game. Luka, they had Luka. They didn't have... They didn't have Chrisette Porzingis. Well, they def- definitely didn't have Porzingis, but I mean, I thought Luca came in like midway through that series. I could be wrong. Oh, you might be right. I can't remember. He was injured in the playoffs, so I can't remember it was against the Suns. I mean, obviously, he was there for the final game, the final embarrassment. Yeah. Um, was he not against the, War- uh, the Warriors? Is that maybe when he got injured, he was not available for the Warriors? Did they play the Warriors? I don't think the Mavs played the Warriors. What do you mean? Who did the Mavs was in the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors? No, 
Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, it's all a blur. Fucking idiot. Yeah, the Mavs. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Please, please mute that. Mute, mute your microphone. <laughs> when you swear at me, please. Sorry, I just get angry. I mean, like, it hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mavs and Warriors. Okay. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. For sure, but we'll, we'll see what happens. What, what I'm saying is it's not a slam dunk at all. Um, you know, I feel like there's a, there could be a bit of turbulence there. Um, and I would not be surprised. So I think this is actually quite an interesting storyline besides just, you know, the, the organizational issues. I, I think the team uh, may have some issues. Yeah. Speaking of a team with a lot of issues, though. Your Brooklyn Nets. No. What? <laughs> uh, talk, the Lakers. Talk about what Kyrie, the Lakers uh, you want to talk about what Kyrie tweeted? No, I was going to talk about Lakers signing Schroeder. Okay. Tell me about <laughs> Kyrie's ancestral land. What, what essential land is he referring to? Is he talking about New Jersey? What, what's, what's he talking about? <laughs> I actually kind of thought like he was Where talking about... Hoboken. At first, before, because I've... Before about the Southern News, I kind of thought this was about the Queen and like how people are willing to reject the crown because they like the Queen, but they didn't like the monarchy. And maybe Kyrie is referring to ancestral land saying like, we don't have to accept... Uh, the continuation of this of this of this country that was like colonizing and taking over countries and invading the lands and and raping the people, right? Literally raping the people. Uh, and there was a case in Australia actually, an uh, NRL player. She spoke out about the a football player spoke out about the said in like a since deleted tweet, but talked about in a really derogatory way, like saying like she was happy that the queen is dead and. Oh, jeez. Um, Jesus some, Something of that nature. So quite offensive, but she is of uh, First Nations background. And the question is, is she entitled to her, you know, free speech, basically? Even if it is in this kind of harsh manner, it, it's, it's a free speech to say something of, of, that, of that nature if she wanted to. Maybe she should have said it a bit more or less offensively. But, you know, that, that's her right. It, you know, we sh- we should be protecting that sort of first speech. I, I'm free well, speech. I feel free speech and keeping our job are two different things. I think. Yeah, fine. They are different things. I'm not saying they're one and the same, but you know, I'm saying as a society, we should be able to speak freely about, you know, about maybe not who wants it, who they should die or something like that. But yeah, you don't agree with the monarchy or something like that. I think that's totally fair. And maybe Kyrie, in his own poetic way, is like talking. That's why I kind of thought in his own poetic mm. way, he was talking about ancestral land being returned after the queen's death. Um, kind of like speaking about, yes, she was a good person and she did what she set out to do when she, you know, got the crown in the first place. Um, but that's like an old, just ceremonial sort of position and it means nothing in modern society. And and actually the, the connotations of the crown in historical perspective is actually one of um you know hate basically and colonization colonization so yeah that's kind of what i read into it and hong kong it made me it made me feel oh sorry what are you saying you're saying words? you heard what i said you said you, you know what i'm saying <laughs> that, that's that's different that's thank goodness daddy is going to make it all better daddy says it's going to be okay Anyway, so the Lakers are I'm going to be shit next season as, as well. Um, they think the saving grace is going to be Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. I mean, they did, oh, save, they did save a back. lot of money. They did save a lot of money. What do you make of this? Well, the story goes that he turned down like an $85 million contract, guaranteed contract from the <sighs> Lakers because yeah. he wanted a $100, plus, $100 million plus contract with the Lakers. Um, that's, and now that's, that offer's still on the table, though, right? No, um, that offer's not. That offer's not on the table. Huh? But why did he not sign it then? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I well, I don't know. Ask Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> Apparently, Spencer said if <sighs> the Nets had offered him two hundred million dollars, he didn't say that. Okay, to be fair, he said like one hundred fifty or something. And like also, that. he didn't. He didn't get that. He also got what he wanted too. He got the annual salary he wanted. He stop. Stop. You be quiet. 
He said if the Nets offered him $150 million, that he would have to consider it. He also said he'll consider it. He also separately said that he would also he would also accept if the Nets gave him five for one for one hundred. Anyway, I, I hope you didn't purchase any of the Spencer Dinwiddie NTFs or NFTs and Bitcoins, NTFs. wherever you're selling, whatever mm. he's selling. His like Kyrios or Kairos, he was selling some weird shit. Um, Kyrios, Nick Kyrios. No, he, like, you know what I'm talking about. He's, is it, it's, it's some sort of brand. It's, I think it's his shoe. Oh, or it's like right, right. Okay. Real estate yeah, I brand. I forgot about that. Yep. It, it was like some Greek... Uh, some Greek sounding word. Yeah, it's it's it mean it's Kairos. It stands Kairos. For, it stands for live your dreams to your fullest in Greek. I made that up. In English, it stands for uh, securities <laughs> fraud. <laughs> if, if we have any members of the SEC uh, <laughs> Security Commission listening to our show, uh, I check on Spencer's Twitter account. Okay, I, I don't know. So, let me just say, some of those tweets are he's questionable. Got, he's got plenty of money, and also speaking of plenty of money, Dennis Schroeder's made in his entire career, he's made seventy-four million dollars. And after this latest contract, no joke, he's going to make seventy-six million dollars. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, yes, he could have doubled that money, I suppose. They offered him $84 million. That's more than his main entire career. And um, yeah, I would say that was a bad decision to turn that down. It was a real classic case. Betting on himself gone wrong. I mean, the other sad, like, not, not, not this, this is like the opposite side of it. But like, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but IT uh, was in line to get like a max deal. Only then to... Uh, be forced to play another year in which then he hurt his hip. And then, well, that's um, not really on IT. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that's not on IT. I'm saying that's the other end where they wanted them to ink the deal, but the team uh, delayed it and hmm. asked and just kept playing and asked them to get playing through in- injuries and faked injury reports. Like, I'm like, why are we not reporting Danny? Why is Danny Ainge still on the job? We're talking about Sava. Like, why is Danny Ainge? Why does Danny Ainge still have a job? Oh, look, because Danny Ainge is probably going to go to hell after he dies. I mean, <laughs> this guy is a this why guy's a killer. We, why are we looking? Why are we looking to Danny Ainge's history? This guy was sell his mother for like a draft pick. <laughs> less probably less than a draft pick for like well, a trade he exception. Well, he doesn't trade for draft picks. He he trades for players. So <laughs> okay, we've gone way over Kane. Um, before we go, I do want to say one thing, which is recently. Johnson Sharks of The Ringer passed away. I'm not sure if you are aware of this person. No, what? Of The Ringer? Of The Ringer. He is a writer uh, and someone that I have been listening to for the past couple of years. And he passed away uh, recently. Uh, How? He, I think he got can- Well, he did get cancer, but uh, he's quite, what's quite a name? young guy. Jonathan Sharks. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah T-J-A-R-K-S. I've yeah, I've heard of his name. For sure. He's not a celebrity. He's not, you know, he's not a big star. But this is a person that, and it's coming out now that after he's passed, you know, this guy was widely respected within sort of mm. NBA circles, especially mm. like the media circles. Mm. And even for myself, he was someone that I always enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. And what really kind of grabbed my attention with him is that he had a really distinct voice. For some reason, I thought he sounded like like a five foot six little guy. He's actually like massive. He's like six foot something. He used to be mm. a basketball player. Oh. He always came across as someone that was really insightful, that was really articulate, and more importantly, as someone that really, uh, when you listen to him, he, you felt that he was all about the game which was really refreshing, and that's why I really liked him. Because, as we know, a lot of the NBA talk, a lot of the sports media talk is around debates. It's about being controversial. It's about yelling and screaming. Uh, if anything, I'm about the drama of the NBA, right? I love the drama. That's what I live for. I Sometimes I joke, I, I'd say I probably care more about the drama than the actual game. Yeah, it's not a joke, but... Please, <laughs> don't, don't attack my integrity. But Jonathan Shark was always someone that I looked up to. He was someone that I always appreciated because he was so much about purely the game. 
I loved it and I really felt I learned a lot. You know, podcasting is a medium where I feel like because you're listening to someone speak for hours and hours that you really get to know them in an intimate way. I thought it was a great loss that um, he passed and I just wanted to say that thank him for all the all the content and thoughts that he shared um, in his short career. And certainly this is something that, you know, I'll, I'll remember. Uh, oh, well said. Yeah, I, I definitely heard his name. I didn't listen to the ringer, but I just came across this GoFundMe where, um, yeah, no, I was trying to raise funds to help uh, the family with the medi- medical care expenses and other needs. Um, and I could see the latest update, unfortunately, on the 12th of September, 2022. So just last week uh, where, yeah, his wife updated saying that, uh, yeah, he's he's passed away. He fought cancer, but um, it's quite beautiful how many people have donated to this. They raised over 322,000 USD with the original goal of $125,000. So, I mean, I hope, you know, they go like, uh, you know, they use that money well and takes care of the family. On that note, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Why don't you uh, read us out? New landowner, use the N word. <laughs> show, us, show us your power. It's okay, it's okay. Adam Silver says it's okay. I mean, just play any rap song as the outro. And we'll, be, we'll be covered. <laughs> All right, until next time, dear listeners, uh, take care of yourself and your family. Thank you. See ya. listening to your MBA podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at your MBA podcast.